I am Jessica Kleinschmidt. And I am Rachel Luba. Cheers. Cheers. I don't know where I'm cheersing. Um, I just told Rachel, um, I don't do the dishes well. There was still some lipstick on that wine glass from maybe two days ago. I don't know, but that's okay. We have a really exciting show. We have so much to talk about. Everything from PEDs to a very, very special guest that we're super excited about. Um, and then we're gonna talk about some a little fun game. It kind of goes down in the DMs. We're gonna talk about comments that we get, not just in DMs, but in comments too. Um, you're not supposed to read the comments, but sometimes you can't help it. And then we're also gonna talk about the true champs of sports, and that's the wives and girlfriends of these players. They're stepping up to the plate, no pun intended. So let's get started. And more importantly, we have, we have to tell you what our wine word, our hashtag wine word is of the episode. Go ahead. It is season. It is so season. as everyone knows, or if you listen to our episode, our first episode, you'll know that every time one of us says the word, we have to both drink. Yes. So, uh, but we're here's, in between too. Yes. So. And here's to maybe not getting as drunk this episode. Yeah, well, Trevor said players like a trillion times. We were doing fine. We were doing great until we, were we doing brought great. him on. And then he just, well, you'll see. I'm sure you guys remember, because we certainly don't. Um, <laughs> it's fine. So what, let's get this started. Let's talk drugs. Um, the, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Now, recently, there was a situation. Emmanuel, is it Classe? Classe? Classe. That, that, that's how I've heard it pronounced there's a good chance we're butchering it um so that's okay. we could have apologies baseball reference to check but we didn't because we're lazy but he just got popped for steroids 80 games got in trouble when not even working um and he's part of the Corey kluber deal that's what kind of put his name out on there and we had a really interesting thought because before i ever get hold of this information as a member of the media as an agent, Rachel, what do you have to go through? What what happens behind the scenes before it even touches me? Yeah, so, I mean, the whole process of even getting, like, the testing that the players have to go through is pretty complex and um, definitely time-consuming. Um, it's all year long that they deal with it, and they have, like, their random drug testing. And I'll explain a little bit about even kind of what they have to do um, in order to keep MLB and the drug testing um, organization like up to date in their whereabouts. But basically when they get caught, um, luckily I haven't yet had to represent anyone who has been popped. But usually what will happen is you will get the positive test back, the union will be notified, the, uh, union will usually then notify the agent. At that point, obviously, you get on the phone with your client, um, figure out the story, um, what exactly happened. A lot of times there will be some sort of story as to what it was, it was a mistake, whatever. Um, then usually there you go to the union and you can file an appeal. So there's a whole process with that and there's discovery, um, that goes down and a whole investigation. And then when they determine that it basically you are guilty of taking PEDs or um, a stimulant or whatever 
classification of drug it is, then that's usually when the media finds out. Mm-hmm. But it's a whole process. So like right now, he just got popped and it is what, May 4th. Chances are that he was popped during spring training. So mm-hmm. there was a there was drug testing during spring training and he got caught then. That would be my guess. And then there was the whole appeal process and trying to fight it. And it's just now coming out. So this wasn't like, I don't, I mean, that he got tested, you know, a week or two ago. So it's something that could have been something he was taking in the off season, um, beginning of spring training. So. So it's more about like, it's not necessarily when we got word of it. It was when it occurred. Right. So it, yeah, the chance, most likely it happened much, yeah, much earlier, um, before season, um, Oh, cheers. Oh, good job. I probably said it like three or four times and didn't realize, but. I was like super in tune. So that was probably both of our faults. I'm sorry. I was okay, listening yeah. to every word, every word you were saying. That's yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> I need to be better about that. Yes, you do. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so basically it happens. It, it's a long process before the media will even find out. And right. then I'm curious on your end because we're dealing with the fallout on our end of everything and the families and, you know, just trying to figure out what's next. Um, but when you guys get word of it, what what's that like? And all I can do is speak on covering what Frankie Montes went, went through. And, and I told you this, I wished it happened to literally anybody else because you talk, you talk about one of the greatest guys outside of the game and so we obviously didn't talk to Frankie. I didn't even talk to him in person until spring training. And the type of guy that Frankie is, we had the GM talk to us um, and he was very disappointed. And and that kind of, it kind of took me back. But then I realized the reason why you're so disappointed is it's one of the last people you'd actually expect this from. And then being able to watch Frankie come back, you know, he told us he got death threats and this guy I call him resty, resting smiley face because the guy's always smiling. Um, when he did come back last year, he, you know, really proved himself. It was an, an outing against the Angels and he dominated. And then so when he arrived back at spring training, I didn't get to see him that much because that was when at the very beginning when the guys were easing up. I think he only pitched one inning and Liam Hendricks made a, a funny joke like, oh, are you our closer now? Like you're only pitching one inning. Um, and, and so it was good, but he was really happy to be back and stuff. So for us, you know, I hear it from MLB first and then we wait for the A's to make a statement, um, or who, whatever team I'm covering. Uh, we usually get a chance to talk to the manager. Um, of course the GM, usually we're not going to be able to talk to the player for a very long time. Um, only because he's got more important stuff to deal with than giving us a stupid quote. You could care how long, that. how long was it before you talked to him after he got me off? personally, I didn't talk to him I think until I want to say when the A's were in the wild card game only because only because like I just didn't have the opportunity to um and when I did he was a starter so I couldn't do that um because I go by the rules excuse me and so it was kind of like that but and I knew I, I honestly wanted to wait until spring training just because I wanted to have like the real Frankie Montes I didn't want 
the scared yeah. Frankie Montes and cause that's not who he is. And, um, but I gotta be honest, like, I wish I could show everybody just how he's resting smiley face. He's like jerks in pro far, no matter what you're doing, he's smiling. And, you know, like I said, he, he received death threats and he knew how bad and he really regretted it. And his situation was just so unique, but also it taught me a lot as a member of the media to like really think about getting popped for steroids, what that means. Cause I've yeah. personally gone through ups and downs. Like I hated Barry Bonds at one point. Now I love the guy and I embrace, I love steroids. I think they were so beautiful to the game. And now people don't realize there's different types of them. You know, you're not just going to take one pill and then pop 762 bombs, go over the fence. It's not what yeah. happens. So it was just a really interesting thing to, to cover it from the outside and then be right there in it. And for some, be like for and to see people be disappointed but for good reason we just wouldn't expect yeah. that from him and no it, it raises questions like what does that mean like what what would this do to your body or what would that do to your body and then you're over you're over analyzing you're thinking things and you shouldn't do that as a member of the media you just have to kind of tweet or report what you do but as a baseball fan it definitely made me think of a lot of things so yeah, yeah I mean I think even as an agent like I've had to you know, really think about and process what what PEDs do for the game and then what they do for, you know, for the athlete. And yeah. I, I I hate cheating. I'm against also like any form of cheating. But there is a part, a human part of me that can understand sometimes like the circumstances, especially some of these guys and like what they come from. And yeah. if it's like, you know, this is an opportunity for them, you know, to sign, you know, a life-changing contract and help their families. And that money, I mean, especially from, you hear stories of just the kinds of upbringings that some of these guys, especially from Latin America, that they have. Right. And yeah. there, there is a human part of you that can, I don't know. It's like, I don't, I don't condone it at all, mm -hmm. but I can, I can understand maybe why they made that poor decision to, right. you know, to cheat. Yeah. Um, and so and I'm right there with you. Cause I'm like, cheating's bad. But like, if you wanted to, you know, put some, inject something into my butt and make me a better journalist, I am all ears. <laughs> Tell me more. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh Lord. Wouldn't that be something? Yeah, just like, hey, this will make you a better writer. Yes. I was like, go on, It's like the on. magic pill, yeah. Ever. Exactly. I mean, they've made movies on it, you know, make yeah. you better at, at anything. Yeah, and, and even even like the whole, the negative aspect, you're still being talked about. Like Barry Bonds is talked about all the time. A-Rod's being talked right. about all the time. A-Rod is actually being more kind of, I guess, relevant these days over yeah. here which is weird and you know but there even though there's like oh but he did steroids and it's i mean we could we could talk about steroids for a billion years but it's always interesting to talk about like from from the agent's perspective because yeah. obviously well, I, you know i know where how i deal with it and i probably deal with it a lot of like differently than a lot of the media members do but it just it always makes you think yeah no doubt and i mean they i would say i think the steroid era, especially after you have the strike and baseball was very not um, popular um, mm -hmm. amongst fans. And then all of a sudden you've got, you know, home runs left and right and all the players taking steroids. And I think there's something to be said that that kind of brought baseball back into, you know, like the fans' good graces. Everyone loved to see, you know, 
home runs. And Emmy Sosa versus Mark McGuire, that made me fall in love with baseball. Yeah. For sure. And then, I mean, look at it. Now you even have, there's the uh, conspiracy theory, I guess, of, I don't even know if it's a conspiracy theory anymore, but of MLB now juicing the balls. Players can juice themselves, but we'll just juice the balls because, like, home runs make fans interested. Um, You know, fans want to see home runs. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, it's an interesting – it's an interesting topic. And I think one of the things that – we were talking about this that people don't realize is how – so the amount of testing that is done – baseball is the – baseball has the most tests out of any other sport for drug testing mm-hmm. there isn't a single other sport that is tested more frequently and that was by the players choice the players voted for that with that was a part of like the collective bargaining agreement that they would have you know more testing because they didn't want cheating and but what that means is so like in the off season they get tested so they have an app that they have to put their their whereabouts for wherever they're going to be and it has to be accurate down to when they get randomly you know selected in the off season that they're going to be tested they have 24 hours and their whereabouts have to be accurate because if you cannot if they cannot get a tester to where you are so let's say that you said you're in southern california but turns out you're in the dominican republic they might not be able to send somebody out there that comes back as that would be like a positive test. So you have to be on top of it. So MLB knows or in the testing organization knows your whereabouts down to within 24 hours where you'll be for the entire off season. And what did I refer to that as? I'm saying MLB <laughs> the, the crazy girlfriend. Crazy girlfriend. Where yes. are you? Where are you? <laughs> Who is she? What is, oh, what yeah. you doing? Dominican Republic is, is her name. Yeah. Her, her name's Dominican Republic. Yeah. And that's actually, we probably should actually create a system where we do help significant others track who they are. We're going to yes. talk about, significant, <laughs> yeah, we're going to, we're going to do significant others in a little bit, but I want to slide this in. I mentioned to you, mentioned it to you earlier, only because we were told Trevor Plouffe, former A's guy, love him. He talked about when baseball is going to come back and it was funny because I heard this rumor and it wasn't a rumor until I confirmed it to you. And I hate this sources, but like legit sources. And he said that baseball could be back as early as July 1st. I was told July 4th. And like, maybe I got too like excited about like Murica 4th of July, Kenny powers rocking out American flag fireworks, all the things, but like, that's what I was. I heard too, and then like Keith Law got brought into it, but baseball might come back this season, and I think it actually will Cheers. for the first time in a long in a long time. I'm like, we're gonna have baseball. I pray, great. but I am like, I'm just I very. Details, of course, I, I'm super skeptical now because I keep hearing things in the media. Like you guys, the media. Oh, she got <laughs> you guys. Yeah, Touché. you guys. Like, we're the worst. But then you know we get we have the confidential information that we get from the union with their talks with MLB, and then we we get one. We'll get word of basically everything you're hearing right now isn't true, or you know this is where it's at, and so 
I I would love to think that, you know, baseball will be back. But as far as I know, it's the media is spinning stories. No, I do agree with that. But yeah, no, no offense to to you. You are oh. a fantastic reporter and writer. <laughs> but some people in your industry have been just like saying story I think people get excited I don't know if you want clickbait or whatever it is but like let's just say that you know if I put out a tweet that baseball's gonna be back and then suddenly you know everyone starts I don't know retweeting it Mm -hmm. um but as far as I know unless the agents are being kept in the dark completely like it's they're in talks yeah they're in talks about it but there's like giving us this exact date is I just roll my eyes every time and I'll probably roll my eyes when it's like an official date for real because I'm it's just the boy who cried wolf you know and you actually absolutely should because I'm the same way with everything in my life whether I'm updating a relationship status or anything on my wedding day I'm like are you sure (laughs) like are you is this are you right like I'm 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 super skeptical so I totally agree and and I at the beginning was the same thing when X Y and Z was tweeting out this good this is going to happen even the stupid things like Arizona and Florida and like that's not really a stupid thing it actually kind of makes it's, sense right and but at the same time it also seemed I don't want to see ir- say irresponsible but I want to say irresponsible because we're getting excited right and I worry I think about you know the front office ticket sales people who have to like bullshit their way through you know, get this ticket package. And it's like, you want me to buy tickets for a season that like didn't start? Like that yeah. makes no sense. And so you have to think about those things too. And oh, that's what cheers. it almost felt like was, you know, like it was being like, it was BS. So, but it was interesting. I did hear it and it was for, I, when I got the text, it was from a person where I thought they wouldn't bullshit me. Like that was, that was cool. And I think they sent it to me as a fan, not as a media member, Yeah. but it yeah. wasn't until Ploof tweeted it out where I was like, he heard the same thing too. Cause I, I was hearing more July 4th, but that was, it was cool to know that like other people were hearing the same things that I trusted, you know? So that yeah. was really cool. And sometimes I need to stop being so much of a reporter and be more of a fan, but sometimes I need to be stop being so much of a fan, be more of a reporter. So it's, it's difficult from those aspects. Um, we're going to, play the fun game it goes down in the dms um Mm -hmm. and you wanted to broaden this because you know i thought i had it bad but girlfriend you you get the worst (laughs) comments in the youtube comments which i think that's where not even like the guys live in their mom's basement there's like the guys live in their mom's basement and then there's like a level 30 feet of crap and then youtube commenters that's what you get so I want you to go first. I want you to really get this going. Okay. I told well, you, why I don't like a... we let's just go. I'll, I'll read one. You read one. Okay. Let's do that. Okay. So I'll start with my first one. Um, it's a little long. It's a little lengthy, but you know, it's a okay. YouTube comment. So right. um, it was a video that was recorded um, with my client, Trevor Bauer and his marketing agent, Morgan Blank. And this person commented, uh, by the way, just this language um, might be not G or PG rated. So here's just a heads have, up have for kid, everybody. Tell the kids to go to bed. Yeah, <laughs> for this part. Yeah. Um, Rachel is literally an inch off of being a dwarf. 
If she was just three to four inches taller, she would be fuckable. Keep her as an agent, pay her under scale, and remember your three dating rules. In the quarantine situation, you could be forgiven for letting her blow you as needed, dot dot dot, if she can do so without catching feelings. Cheers that was a good one. That was a great one. Yeah, That's cheers to one. that comment. Um, first of all, every day I, I wish I was three inches taller because... <laughs> I know, because we're five feet tall. We're little and babies. It would be nice so to you, eat some of that stuff out. You understood that that attack at my height, right? It's 100%. like it's, it's hurtful. Yeah, yeah. And it's and it's it's dumb. First of all, like I I I was thinking about my my little DM that I got. I was like, damn, like I thought mine was bad. But like it's I don't even know how to like compute that. If you didn't look the way you did, same with Morgan, there was no way in hell you would have gotten that comment. I that's what I'm that's what I'm thinking though is like if I, I mean just like you wouldn't call I don't think you you would call someone who's like obese obese to their face, right? Mm-hmm. Like if I was just very unfortunate looking or I don't think he would sit there and call me you know, like I'm not fuckable. Yeah, which and I, and you I'm, know, I I don't want to fuck him either. So let's yeah, just and, put that out there. And, and the fact that we ha- even have to defend ourselves and say that is like <laughs> the most annoying thing. Because um, even just the other day, I, I was stupid and I joined Tinder. F my life um, because <laughs> I literally I took a screenshot and I wasn't even going to bring this up, but I totally forgot. And the reason why I took a screenshot of it was because this guy was kind of baiting me. And he was like, oh, because I have a picture of me. I think I'm interviewing Matt Chapman or Mike Fire or something. And he goes, hello, Jessica, you're a sports reporter. And I said, I sure am. And he goes, I bet you've dated a lot of these athletes too. And I said, I haven't. That's a bad bet. (laughs) (laughs) And he goes, why not though? Don't they hit on you? And and I think he wanted me to be like, well, of course they do. Or wouldn't you hit on me? And it's like, you take the looks factor out of it nothing would be said it would just be like you have a cool job and they would move yeah. on yeah 100 and we, we've talked about this before like i'm not gonna like not put makeup on not yeah. look cute to do my fucking job like i just i want yeah. to look cute uh, yeah for me why if i'm gonna be on camera i'm not looking like shrek like that's, that's not <laughs> happening no i'm with you well cheers to that dude gosh it's so funny because when I had an ML uh, YouTube show at MLB.com, they were they were always bad, and it was always the YouTube comments. Yeah, the YouTube. I mean, YouTube's the worst. Um, so let's see. Um, another one. Okay. So this one, um, this is similar to the yours in a way. Um, this was a DM I got. What's your take on the industry with you being a female and a sex symbol to the sport? So Ooh. apparently I am a bad. sex symbol. That's a that's great. Con- congratulations. Uh, yes. Congratulations. <laughs> Who knew? My parents would be proud. Symbol. Yeah. I am a sex symbol to baseball, apparently. You need to print that out and put that on mama's fridge. That's what you need to do. <laughs> oh, my poor parents. I hope they don't listen to this. Um, okay, you go. All right, so this is one of those where, if you look, he wrote a billion things when I never responded. <laughs> I'm sorry, I have a huge crush on you. And I wrote, that's really sweet, thank you. I, I really thought that was nice. 
Yeah. Huh. You're super cute. Wrong form of your. Remind me of Topanga. <laughs> Sorry, I keep messaging you, but you're wrong form of your. Super hot. Seriously, you're extremely attractive. Do you have a boyfriend? You look like you know how to party. Sorry, I'm just trying. Sorry, I'm not trying to bother you. You're just so attractive. And <laughs> three hours later, sorry, I keep messaging you. <laughs> Are you sorry? I don't know. Oh, maybe you should get him, give him one response. I, I mean, I, I, did, I think eventually did, but I had to mute him a little bit because he was coming in hot and it was just yeah. like too much. But sometimes like the go-to is like you just double tap, like, like it. Like, thanks. Yeah. That, I like, saw that meme where it was like, Instagram's great because you just double tap and then double tap, but that means the conversation's over. Yeah, it's just like, so. a, yay, thank you. <laughs> That's hey. so sweet. Now let's and stop. Yeah, moving yeah. on. Yeah. yeah. Um. Well, uh, A plus for I guess persistence. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's probably my next husband. I'm thinking of winter wedding. Yes. <laughs> my next husband, like I've had one before. You know. Yeah. It's fine. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Okay, here's um, another DM I got. Um, we all know the only thing you you doing for yo clients is making them happy when you show them that cake. <laughs> yo clients when you show them that cake. that cake. What does yeah. that mean? What does that What does that mean though? Like cake means like. To be honest, I'm not sure. I tried to figure that out. Like, are we talking about my butt? Are we talking about front yeah i don't know so but if anyone knows exactly or let us know what the cake means my dude who sent me this if you want to clarify a little because i was confused because yeah i want to know the only thing i do for my clients yeah Um, i mean you got to urban fully understand it yeah Yeah. um this is my last one one. yeah this one was super recent it was actually literally the day of our last show i think i got this um he says have my children no response you are gorgeous no response this is my favorite i think he might be the one (laughs) sit on my face please so i'm thinking like fall wedding neutral (laughs) colors beach themed i don't know i don't know it's like there's things these like remind me of when you get cat called on the street yeah and like do I always think every time it happens like has that worked for you before has somebody has some girl turned around and been like oh my god hey baby will you take me on a date I love you like let's start dating I don't know because it had to have worked at some point or I feel like guys just wouldn't always do it or their guys are just some guys are morons yeah, I don't like or, to generalize here. That's for sure. That's for there's there's a few of them that are like yeah, not totally bad. Um, I got one. I've got one more for you. Okay. So we'll we'll finish on this one. Um, this was a guy who DM'd me. Um, who he is referring to my client Trevor Bauer. Mm-hmm. Um, he says. He needs that good pussy to keep throwing gas with a little gas emoji, the fuel pump. Um, oh, okay. You gotta be that for him. So, That's so nice. Yeah, you know he's That's he's good. just look he's looking out for Trevor. You know, That's being a so nice. He really a has great Trevor, fan. Trevor's Best. interest at heart. <laughs> Truly does clearly. So yeah, um, for everyone listening, this is 
um, the wonderful, wonderful world of um, DMs and comments that we get to sift through. And here's an apology to everyone who sends us great comments and DMs and we just accidentally forget to respond or we miss it. It's because usually they're buried in this shit. (laughs) And we're just like trying to, you know, like delete them and go through it and find you know the the gems in the among all this and unfortunately being a woman just period we always remember the negative shit i don't remember what this really nice girl that i've mentored sent me two days ago but i remember some guy just asked me to sit on his fucking face so like that's where where we're at but you know what (laughs) Here's a drink to the nice girl who sends you something nice. To the nice. nice girls and the yeah. nice guys who genuinely like us for us. Thank you for, thank, we thank you for the nice comments and yeah. the ones that are, you know, helpful. Uh, and now you kind of know what we go through. Um, so I'm really excited about this next part because you want to talk about the spouses in sports because they don't get enough cred, street cred, media cred, all the cred. And before we get into the depths of, you know, what they're having to deal with, with their husbands and boyfriends being home constantly helping them train, Mark Hanna gets to watch the second birth of his child be, like, his second child gets to be born. He's not used to actually witnessing that. Joe Kelly's wife had to witness something kind of interesting while he was practicing a changeup recently. Just take a look at this clip and you'll see what we're talking about. Oh. Oh, Did you just break the window? Yeah. Yeah. Wondering how quarantine's going? Joe is working on a change-up. Yeah. Rachel. Yes. Broken window. The better it's like, half. <laughs> it's like having like a, he, another child at home. My favorite was the reaction was like, did you just break the window? He's like, yeah. Like it was super like, yep, that happened. Yep. It literally was like a kid. Yeah. And like, yeah. you kind of let it go. Cause it's like, oh yeah, well, you know. I mean, but I, he's, they, we, they get to play a sport, a kid's sport for a living and they got to train for it. So, you know, you get kid-like mistakes. Yeah. Um, you have to deal with like what you're given and, you know, it's probably just a quick call to the landlord. Everything's fine. Hunter Pence's wife, Lexi, actually had to set up her, his, the netting. Yeah. Uh, Mark, Mark Canna did that because he saw Joey Gallo did it in his freaking apartment. Yeah sky high apartment i'm sure like he was just like going door to door like hey yeah if if he was thoughtful about it but yeah. it also I, feel like wouldn't be, I feel like he would be that guy yeah i, I mean nothing we should we should yeah. um but yeah i don't there's you see a lot of i've even seen siblings do it so the halstead so ryan halstead he played he's um a minor leaguer with the Giants and mm-hmm. his sister, who's actually um, a former UCLA softball catcher. I have to say, go Bruins! Yeah, yeah, thank yeah. you, go You're Bruins! Welcome. I got Shout you. Out. I got you. Yeah. Um, they won a natty while she was there. She played for Team USA and everything. Um, 
she's a badass too but they had a video that went viral where they were just playing catch with each other he's a pitcher she's a catcher but she's helping you know she's helping him out during this time and training and um you see a lot of you know families just having to basically help their family members train because <laughs> it's not even it's not just like the off season right where you can go you go train at the facilities a lot of these facilities are closed so wives girlfriends you know what have you are having to get creative and build things yeah we saw uh lexi pence built the net in the backyard crawford um, or, or uh-huh. she's no longer crawford cole but yeah yeah, She's playing like catch with Garrett. and like yeah. catching, it's fine. Pregnant, yeah. just badass yeah. too. UCLA yeah. softball, shout out, there you go. Um, but yeah, no, it's, it's, really, it's really cool to see. But it's also, so you always talk about, or you always hear about um, couples in baseball and how they never, you know, once a player retires, it's the first time ever that they get to experience this you know, life where their husband, you know, is home all the time. And because, yeah, because as a fan, I mean, think about it. Most people, when you start dating someone, it's like you're used to, and then you get married, you have this, you know, maybe nine to five or you live together, whatever. But in baseball, even they'll be married with kids and their husband, you know, during, you know, for nine months out of the year is on the road or in a different state and you're moving around and it's like, or you're going traveling with him, but you're never just like stuck in one place. And in the off season, you have, you know, the holidays. So you're traveling, um, you know, people are moving around and it's just it's different right their husband's training at a different facility but here everyone is just at home and you've seen tweets of I've seen wives be like you know hey whatever team their husband plays for like you know do you mind taking my husband back for a little bit like he's driving me crazy or you know (laughs) it's but yeah it's it's a different yeah it's and and I always I, I interviewed Jamie Moyer freaking stud I interviewed his wife years ago, their former wife. I think they're no longer together, but she made a comment saying, yeah, like when he, cause he played for 8,000 years. So she literally was used to him never being home. And then she even said like, when he retired, she was just like, yeah, he's just, he's just here all the time. And imagine like not being with him all that time and they're there constantly you don't know him in certain ways right that's the thing yeah yeah think about it in quarantine too like you're not used to them being here all the time yeah you're used to them married a guy who yeah like it's just it's crazy that's it people i know there's so many people because i've talked to people outside of the baseball world and they're like yeah but you know that's got to be that's got to be incredible like you're finally you get to be with them all the time and they're not on the road but a lot of times these relationships have been kind of built around having a lot of distance and that distance don't get me wrong from what I understand it sucks you know you don't get to be a normal family all the time but you get used to it and so it's just it's not that it's a bad thing necessarily but there's things that like i'm already getting drunk here we go uh (laughs) there's like things that you realize and you start to learn you know that whatever little quirks that you're like oh my god it's just it drives you crazy so i cheers to all the wives and girlfriends out there that are you know helping their husbands that are 
keeping their sanity. And... I'm gonna take two, we're gonna take two sips for you. Yeah. Because you guys deserve it. Yeah. Two. <laughs> um, but speaking of, we have a really special guest. We didn't reveal our guest's name because it is a surprise. And the reason why we didn't reveal it is because I would have been distracted the entire time, kind of psyching myself out. Like, here it is. So we had a really interesting conversation. We did. And just check it out because it was kind of amazing. All right. Like I said, we had a very special guest to join us. And um, that special guest is Jared Caravis from Barstool Sports, Starting Nine, Section 10 Pod, a billion other things. Mm -hmm. We're so excited to have you here, Jared. Thanks for joining us. Hey, guys. It's been a long time coming. I feel like uh, we've been trying to book this for like a month now. And it was it was very difficult to have Rachel Lupa's schedule open up. So like she was kind of like back <laughs> in all of this. Yeah, right, um, I can't wait for the ESPN documentary on our group chat. That's yeah. going to happen. I won't be watching it, nor will I want to star in it, because I want nothing to do with that. <laughs> um, we've been on, this, on the kind of subject of cheating, which is kind of taking over baseball, in addition to COVID-19, of course. Mm -hmm. And the thing that, I was, that we talked about was how steroids kind of made both Rachel and I kind of fall in love with the game. Mm -hmm. And so every time Barry Bonds posts a photo on Instagram, without even blinking before he even posts it really you're like tmz when you find out you're dead before they mm -hmm. do um yeah. you say you to man barry so mm -hmm. i'm curious what's your obsession with barry bonds and slash do you think steroids kind of helped or hurt obviously we know it hurt that but what's your obsession with barry bonds and the steroid situation and all of that fun stuff yeah i mean i just i love barry bonds i mean he's he's the man like what else can you say <laughs> about barry bonds he is the man. Um, I've been doing this for like three years now. Um, so yeah, I've, I kind of just like, like if you were to do like a personality assessment of all like the baseball fans that shun steroid users, they're kind of like losers. Like the ones that, the ones that like love the steroid users are also the same ones that love like bat flips today. Like they just like love fun in baseball. And they, these, these guardians of the gate of the integrity of baseball, those are the people that are like 60 plus that are the reason why like baseball has this reputation of being like old and crabby. And I think the people that are like, yeah, I mean like on one hand, okay, did they cheat? Yeah, but did I love watching it? absolutely like anyone that can't acknowledge that they loved watching barry bonds mark mcguire sammy Sosa, like all those guys in the steroid era um we all enjoyed it and it's it is what it is it's like it was it was its own era and i mean it's i don't know i think people are taking it way too serious and i just don't like i and the other thing too is there are so many people who did use the same exact performance enhancing uh substances and they weren't even in the same stratosphere as Barry Bonds. Like, I think there's always like this what if type thing where like, let's just say Barry Bonds stays with the Pittsburgh Pirates and we see how great he was. Like he was winning MVP awards, even in Pittsburgh, like even before he was yeah. taking steroids. He was my he was size. Better. He was still a good ball player. Yeah. Yeah. So like, yeah. even if Barry Bonds, even if Barry Bonds never took steroids, but he was still recognized before Mike Trout appeared as the greatest baseball player that we've ever seen, there always would have been like, well, 
he played in the steroid era. Like, what if he took – like, how good would he have been if he actually did take steroids? Well, we found out because he did take steroids, and he happens well, to be the greatest baseball player to ever live. He, he was never technically caught taking steroids. No, I mean, there's literal whole books about it, and his head tripled in size. I mean, he was on every – it was every steroid. I mean, I, I'm with you. I'm yeah. with you, but I – I think and I think it's also more of a exciting thing think like fans think they know that he 100% took steroids and that's like <laughs> yeah. that, that gets them pumped up too. Yeah, I mean like there's so, guys where it's like uh did he or didn't he like we don't know there was no positive test but like for guys like Bonds and and Clemens and uh like Big Mac and Sammy like we didn't need a positive test like we just had eyeballs so we just knew. We had our own seeing eye test. We did. <laughs> yeah. It's hard to find that balance of respecting the old school game and then bringing that new KBO type of theme into it. And I think you guys do a really cool job of that over at starting nine. And that's why, you know, the, the old school players and the new school players kind of respect you, respect you. So how you mentioned that demographic, which is neither of us three, we are not 55, 65 plus year old white men. No. So how are we going to be able to transition to embrace the funky Yasiel Puig bat licking, but still respect the old school game as far as the media goes? I, like, I just, I don't care for like the respecting of the old school. Like, I think like to me, like respecting the game uh, and like the old school is like, it, is knowing the history. Like, I think like what's disrespectful would be to like come in and be like this like big baseball fan that like you love all like the like the hijinks and like the bat flips and all this stuff but like if I throw like Mickey Mantle and you're like who's that like okay. that's to me what that is but like I don't know like I, I just I, I think that the unwritten rules of baseball are just not fun like that's not like like Goose Gossage is still gonna freak out anytime that someone like flips their bat or like does something like uh, theatrical or anything like that in a big spot. But it's like Goose Gossage, like you're not our target demo anymore. Like you're, you're not someone that like baseball needs in order to thrive in the future. We need the younger generation. And um, you know, I, I think that it's, it's, it's tough because um, there's obviously so many options like, I think it was like uh, like Netflix said that their competition was sleep, which like you know it's it's you know you look at Major League Baseball and it's like they're not just competing about with other sports. It's like there's so like you're competing with like YouTube and whatever. Like there's on demand shows. It's not even like if you're if your game is going head to head with something else in a seven o'clock time slot. Like that doesn't mean you're only going against like seven o'clock. T television program like there's so many like on-demand shows and everything so i think that th that's why baseball is one of those sports that needs to do a better job like showcasing because like i'm a prime prime example of that because i think like it baseball is such a regional sport and that's okay but i'm a red sox fan and i didn't really care about any other teams or any other players like uh, since like griffey i guess but uh doing like the interviews at starting nine you get to like talk to these guys and you get to like speak to them about either like them, their personalities themselves what they're like away from the field and now I can if the Red Sox are off or whatever like if I'm just like watching other baseball games on TV I, I I'm invested in any game that you can put on because it's like 
now you feel like you know these guys right like it's different it must it's different for me because i'm conducting the interview but if i was listening to like an interview with like me dallas trevor bauer it's like oh if i know trevor bauer's pitching tonight and my team's not playing or like my team played a one o'clock game and bauer's starting tonight at seven if i feel like i know this guy like on a personal level hell yeah i'm gonna sit there and watch it so it's like i think that there are so many players that are getting that now, like within like the last year or two that it's like, we need to make ourselves available to these baseball fans. Cause I think, I don't know if it's just because Twitter kind of opens your eyes to the whole audience, but I think, I guess I didn't realize it before until we started doing less, not less, but more MLB stuff versus just Red Sox stuff that once you get out of just your team's bubble, you sort of see that like, there are a lot of baseball fans out there, not just like, Dodger fans or Padre fans like people they love their own team there are a lot of people that just love baseball and they want to be able to become invested in players on other teams like it doesn't have to be um this you know existence of I'm a Blue Jays fan so I I hate the Rays like they're they're ahead of us in the division it's like well you should love Tyler Glass now that guy's awesome (laughs) you heard that guy talk like that's something that I think um could really get us over the hump of like we need younger fans to be paying attention to baseball is like let's get these guys personalities out there and it it gives you a reason to become invested in you don't have to root for other teams but definitely watch other teams with players because like you're rooting for them yeah the play I feel like nowadays too you don't have players playing like their entire career at for one team Mm -hmm. and then a lot of people like move around now so it's like you know you move to a new city and like do you root for another team and you see like even in other sports player or fans are like people were fans of the heat when LeBron played there and then guess what like they became fans of the Cavs when he played there and now they're fans of the Lakers because they're fans of LeBron right. and now when you have players moving around all the time because of how free agency is like I think it's better and you'll get more fans and younger fans if you just get them to start to relate and connect with players and then follow those players and like that's how you build fans of the sport yeah right. and it's a it's a shitty circle because I feel like the way that football was with fantasy football, it was easy to, for that transition. Like you could root for other players because you had yeah. that on your team. Fantasy baseball is boring as hell. And it's, it's a lot and it's high maintenance and it's, you can't really get a good demographic or a good group of that. And so with this, and it's, and it's difficult and just being a member of the media, I feel awful because I know they don't trust me off the right off the bat and that's okay. So you have to work on that relationship. And in their defense, it's because the media screws them over quite a bit Mm. and so it's hard to kind of break through but you've managed to find a way to break through without being too much of a fanboy but not but like even your blogs you're not throwing them underneath the bus and I mean luckily you have that platform at Barstool and like a lot of times it's not always like that but it's really cool that you got to find that balance between I wait I have a question about that Jared when you started because like not being mean but like you were a fanboy basically right I still am i guess okay i'm still a fan like i fucking cried when the red sox won the world series yeah okay but how so i'm curious though like was it difficult to get players to look past you just being a quote-unquote fanboy i'm gonna Uh, listen to this very hardcore um (laughs) i think i think that players stopped like looking at me as like 
oh, he's a fanboy when the crowds were outside Fenway were bigger for me than they were for them after games. <laughs> they were like, all right, cool. I see you. I see you. So it's like, you know, we are like, and we're, I think that they sort of drew the line being like, all right, like he's not out to get us. Uh, he definitely gets it. Um, and he's entertainment versus like, media like it's still media because what a player might say on one of the podcasts um somebody could aggregate from sure yeah, yeah. And like that happened a ton with bryce harper but like, i had to aggregate from that yeah yeah i mean like it, it thank you by the way um You're you, uh, homeboy mentions oakland my shit went crazy i was just i literally repeated what dallas did though dallas yeah. was just Excited. Yeah, Dallas. Dallas was uh, hanging the banner for the almost traded for Bryce Harper champions yeah. in 2018. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think like the whole fanboy thing. I think with age, age helps. Like when I was younger, I don't think I could shake the whole like fanboy thing because I was the age that a fanboy would be. Um, but then it's like you know I get to my later 20s and now I'm in my early 30s and I think they're like I'm the same age as some of these like guys Um, so like they they're also fans of Barstool and they get what we do which is like you know it's it's all it's kind of similar to the Bill Simmons blueprint but not the same thing where if you think that you can't be a fan of the team that you cover you're wrong like Bill Simmons made a career out of it I'm doing it right now. There's plenty of other people like Dave Portnoy did it. Like he's a huge Patriots fan. Uh, not that he's like, you know, like I wouldn't consider him a Patriots blogger or writer. Like he's kind of all in company. Um, but yeah, I, I think it took a lot of time. And then I think the biggest breakthrough for me was uh, getting the press passes in 2018 and showing face. Cause I think if you only see me on the internet, you only see the character uh, but if you like see me in person and we have these like conversations in the dugout, then you're like, Oh, okay. Like I get it now. Mm-hmm. Like Jared's the guy. And then like whatever's on Twitter and like on video, like you're, you're creating content. Like it, it takes a little while to kind of like teach that concept if you're not familiar with it. Um, but I think once people get it, uh, especially when they know that it can be used heavily in their favor, <laughs> um, then they're, they're more inclined to, to open up to it and be a part of it. Love it. Um, so we mentioned cheating um, yes. and not just of the steroid variety, mm-hmm. um, but Rachel wanted to talk to you specifically about obviously what's going on right now. And obviously there's a pause in MLB and everything like that due to COVID-19. Um, but do you think the um, Astros cheating scandal hurt or helped the game at all? I think it helped. And uh, I tweeted this out months ago. Like, I, th- I think it was, uh, you know how they have the off week in between the NFC, AFC championships and the Super Bowl? So it's there's two weeks between the AFC and the NFC uh, championship. And then the Super Bowl is two weeks after that. And I think it was like the the week before the week that we went to Miami. And I was like, the Super Bowl like is coming up and everyone right now is talking about baseball like this whole off season yeah Yeah. like for for better or for worse like we are in super bowl season right now uh and everyone is talking about baseball 
And like, I get it. They're talking about the Astros cheating and they're talking about like discrediting world series championships, but whether or not like it's a bad thing, it's like you care. Cause if it was, if it was bad for the sport or whatever, then it would make fans be so turned off that it's like, Oh, well I can't even like, I'm, I'm just done with baseball. So like, I can't wait to like talk about the super bowl. That's just not what happened. Like people didn't give a shit about the super bowl. People were just like, I can't believe the Houston Astros did this. And it was this big talking point for weeks and weeks and weeks and months. Um, So I think if you look at it from like a storyline perspective, like what saved baseball, like not that baseball needs saving, like revenue is up every single year. They're breaking records. Like obviously attendance could, could use some help. I think that like TV ratings, whatever, but in terms of like the money-making they're doing just fine. Uh, I think like the storyline of like 98, it's like the home run race. It doesn't have to be like a home run race. It doesn't like, as long as you, if you look at it um, beyond just like wins and losses, who's winning, who's losing, who's in first place. All right, great. Well, who won the, the AL pennant? Cool. Who won the world series? Like if you have actual storylines going on, which this Astros one is a huge one. And, and now I get, I, I don't know what's going to happen next year. Like if, if it'll carry over, uh, I think it will. It will, I think. I think it definitely will. I don't know if – because it would have been more heated had it happened this year, obviously, because you had players coming in red hot during spring training, players that you've never – like, you don't even know what their voice sounds like, and they're, like, getting in front of cameras being like, I I got X, Y, and Z to say about the Astros. Um, The second series for the A's was against the Astros. Yeah. And that was going to be my shining moment. Yeah. I think you have like so many people now too that are just rooting to see the Astros lose. Like I know random people that were like kind of maybe like fringe baseball fans, like, you know, watch games here and there, but now like they hate, they fucking hate the Astros and they want to see them lose. Yeah. But I think it takes like a special kind of DNA. Uh, like how everyone hated the Patriots after Deflategate, and then they were just like, "Fuck you, we win the Super Bowl anyway." Like, suck it. Um, I don't think the Astros would have done that. I think they have a lot of softies on that team. Like, I think Correa is a softy, Altuve is a softy. I don't think that. I think that if the Astros played out this year under normal circumstances, where they were getting booed and players were throwing at them, and like they were getting into little scruffs like here and there, like people going in like spiking. Uh, Correa or Altuve up the middle um, I don't think that mentally they would have responded the way that the Patriots did after Deflategate I think that they would have just been like crying like Correa was doing correct Correa is the worst I mean like if you him and his wife's YouTube channel if you ever want to just like sabotage your own happiness Wait, watch that a YouTube, YouTube channel? channel oh my god it's the worst thing ever it's the worst thing ever it like spend an hour watching like him and his wife on YouTube and you'll be like why was I born the same time as they were on this, this planet? Um, so I don't think that they would have responded in the same way. And I think, uh, I have the, I have the A's winning the division. If it was a normal, yeah, normal season, I think yeah, they would have stepped yeah. it up. Yeah. But that's the, the thing that sucks. The face of baseball, Matt so, Chapman. Oh, what'd you say about Matthew? Matthew uh, the, he's the face of baseball. Did you know that? I did know that. And I've been trying to preach that. You want to yeah. talk about trying to make those boys re- relevant and for that to be taken away from me. Who yeah. I had I, I had an A's preview show, like, and I, I couldn't do it. Like, it was just insane. And I yeah. praying to God that there was a season just for those guys. They deserve it. 
Yeah. Um, and I think um, Rachel wanted to talk about Boston, maybe a little bit. Oh, I was just gonna, we know how Jared feels about it, but just wanted to see one more time if you would acknowledge that maybe there was some cheating there. Uh, no, uh, the Red Sox were exonerated. Um, I, I feel like there's nothing like you, if, if they were to have actually cheated, I feel like the, there was a precedent that was set with the Astros. There would have been like a $5 million fine. You would have had one year bans handed out left and right. And that just. You think so? Because have- here's, listen, the timing of it, like there was way too much shit going on with COVID-19 and like MLB. <laughs> the commissioner had a rough like off season. Let's be real. He sure did. One thing after the other. And I think he just was, I mean, I think that it comes this I think the investigation ends a little differently if there wasn't a pandemic. I don't think so because I think they they opened it in like what was it like January, December or something like that. They opened it way before COVID was an issue. Oh yeah. Like, like they then, released the findings like a few weeks into COVID, but they had our the investigation by the time like by the time team sent players home from spring training from the beginning of the Red Sox investigation to the time that players were sent home that period of time was already longer than it took to investigate the Astros so COVID had nothing to do with it the Red Sox didn't do shit uh that was proven JD Martinez himself said that if if they took their findings to a judge the judge would have laughed and thrown it out so the I mean the, the Astros would have pick, said that too though the Astros didn't say shit. The Astros were like, ah, yeah, sorry. We, we, we cheated. We got caught. We apologized. That's what the Astros said. No, but they denied it at first. They also, they also didn't apologize. They said, I'm sorry that you're upset. That's yeah. what they said. I guess. I mean, like, I think some guys took responsibility. Like Springer, I think, took responsibility. He, absolutely, he um, should have been the guy at the beginning to say everything. I think it should have been Brian McCann. How are you going to be the veteran that polices everyone on the integrity of the game and then you're in the fucking clubhouse for all this cheating? Like, he was the one that got pissed off when Jose Fernandez hit his first career home run, but you're totally cool with secret cameras and sign stealing? Like, fuck you, dude. But I I think um, I look at guys like that. And, I mean, like, the other one, because when you look at uh, a young clubhouse, obviously they were a young core in 2017 – and then the veterans that they brought in were like Reddick, who I don't think had a ton of pull, McCann, who I believe did have pull, and then Beltran, you'd be like the pull guy, and that's why it happened in the first place, because it was his idea. He brought it yeah. from Texas. Yeah, it was – the thing that I get upset about is Game 5, 2017, that game, like, made me fall in love with baseball all over again. Like, I remember I spilt a taquito, like, my – beer fell out of my hand I was like screaming at the tv and I was in public I didn't have to work it It was cool like I got to actually go out and enjoy it this is what I was cut for and then like to know that that wasn't even real like that sucked you know yeah I love how they said they didn't cheat in the postseason no and then yeah and then the commissioner was like uh no no they didn't So if anything, the Red Sox are victims here because the Astros beat the Red Sox in the playoffs in 2017. Um, and Chris Sale had one of like the best single seasons in Red Sox history that year and just got shelled by the Astros in the playoffs. And it was just kind of like, huh? Yeah, well, no. And like, no one ever said anything about that. They asked Chris Sale about it and he like 
didn't really come at them or anything, but like he basically like he said it without saying it. Like the Red Sox were victims in all of this, and it's disgusting what Houston did. And I I hope that uh, <laughs> I hope they feel awful. Red Sox are victims. So I hope I hope they get through it, and I think that they're gonna be okay. <laughs> well. You never know. You never know what could have happened in 2017. They could have been back-to-back champs, and um, yeah, we'll never know. Yeah, well, we'll never know. Yeah. yeah, imagine, imagine what that that could have done for my career. Like, maybe I can sue. The <laughs> imagine Jared what that could have done for my career. <laughs> yeah, like it, imagine if if I was. Do you want me to try to create a legal case during back-to-back World Series titles? Like, I could be able. I should be able to sue the Astros for like lost wages. Yeah. I mean, let's put together a case for you. Can you? Oh yeah, Why you're not? a lawyer, right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, maybe sue, even let's sue these people. Maybe even some like emotional distress. Ooh. We can get some damages on top of that. Yes. Yeah, there's, there's you're you're a victim. Evidence here. of my emotional distress. We can prove all this. Yeah. We've got yeah. the receipts. Yeah. Like, and you need evidentiary support, as Legally Blonde taught me. <laughs> yes. So. Oh God, that's the extent of Jess's legal knowledge. I do Everything she like learned from legally and stuff. Like I know what that means. So I watched The Good Wife. I'm not an idiot. Okay, thank you. And I know I, you're not. Uh, as as an aside here, I'm glad that you guys are friends and like doing this podcast together because having known you both individually, if you didn't know each other, I would have introduced you because I feel like you guys mesh very well. Well, thanks. I'm glad. Nice. Jared, thank yeah. you. Yeah, it was we were like kindred spirits, and we like hit it off instantly. It was kind of kind of weird. I think I followed her first on Twitter um, because I thought she was hilarious, and she reminds me, her personality reminds me of my youngest brother, um, who is like my best friend, and you just have like the self-deprecating kind of sense of humor on there, <laughs> and I love it. And then I found out she was like five feet tall, like me, and I'm like, yeah. oh, this is definitely my long lost, like other half really that short yeah we both are both of us are yeah we're literally the same height yeah, yeah. i think but the last time I, I saw you jared i was like in really tall heels so i don't think i seen and i was also inebriated that was in arizona that was or, a hell of a night though yeah the, yeah yikes yep forgot yeah, about that another podcast fam yeah yeah bye jared thanks for stopping by yeah bye jared bye. thanks for coming bye <laughs> Rachel, you are a fabulous co-host as usual. Yes, likewise, Miss Jessica. Cheers to that. We didn't have to refill this time, which I think is kind of amazing. It is. My my brain appreciated it. I think a lot of our things appreciated it. Mm -hmm. Bye. All right. See you guys.